0: Coming to you from the HagmanReport.com studio. Located in the Keystone State, birthplace of a mighty nation, it's your host, Doug Hagman. Welcome to Hagman. It is the Hagman Report for today. It's Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021. Thanks for joining me. I've got a lot to get into. Um, the feeling right now across the country is, boy, you know, I can't wait to get out of. 20, I can't wait to put 2021 to bed, right? Especially with the uh, with the advancement of of this uh, virulent strain of the Anglo Sino virus, the um, Anglo Chinese virus, the uh, Wuhan virus. Uh, uh, compliments of uh, Collins, Fauci, Barrick, and uh, All right. Can't wait to get the, get 2021 behind us. Horrible year. Horrible year. Folks, here's my message for you now. If you thought 2021 was bad, and, and I'm sorry to bring, be the bearer of bad news, but 2022, I guarantee you, and you can mark my words on this, the 22nd day of December 2021, 2022, you will not recognize America by this time next year. And I say that because, um, well, for a number of reasons. I wanna get into the the reasons that, uh, everything that's affecting here America right now. First of all, what's been happening over the last several decades, really the last hundred years, but let's let's bring this to bite-sized portions, okay? The well, and, and here's the here, here's the issue too. Um, as an investigator, all right. And by the way, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a I'm not a broadcaster. I, I, I'm none of that. All right. I, I'm an investigator. And in my experience as an investigator, one of the one of the worst things that you could possibly do is to be encumbered by tunnel vision. And I think a lot of us are encumbered by tunnel vision. We lock on to something. We lock on to a certain topic or a certain issue, and we don't let go. Meanwhile, all hell is breaking or breaking out around us, but we're we're locked into this one issue. And that could be this, uh, the, uh, the SARS-CoV-2. It could be, the uh, uh, one six hearings it could be it could be a number of things. We have to look at our surroundings to to get the ultimate feel of this crime scene that is planet Earth. The crime scene, right now, the crimes that are being uh, perpetrated by a cabal of unelected bureaucrats tied to corporations multinational corporations that want to, number one, they want to kill you. that And you know what? People say, well, that's just hyperbole. No, it's not. They want to kill you, and those who survive or they allow to survive will be transformed through transhumanistic elements, okay? Think about Hugo de Garris back in, Uh, Branson, Missouri, his talk about Artelux and about the transhumanism. Think about Steve Quayle, talking about transhumanism. And and even now, Steve Bannon talking about transhumanism. In fact, Steve Bannon, I think it was yesterday or the day before, had um, individuals on talking about the the chip in the brain, the interface, and think about the uh, metaverse and, and the social media platforms and and how Facebook went to Meta, Metaverse, and, and in preparation of this, and Elon Musk going you know, to put a chip in your brain, you can, and, and, and look at where we're at too. Take a step back and look at where we're at with respect to some of our appliances. My goodness, the convenience offered! You know, <clears throat> you could talk to your refrigerator; it could talk back to you. You could talk to your um, the can opener. I mean, I, you get the idea, right? But what's happening here is. America has always been a land of ideals, ideals, and ideas, but ideals. America has always been a land of this, and I'm going to get—I know—I'm going to get flagged for this. Judeo-Christian morality, ethics. We can cut that down to Christian uh, ethics, values. And and you might say, well, no, it was never founded on that. And look, I'm not going to argue over that. What I'm going to say is this. Regardless of how you describe America, regardless of how you describe Western culture, it is Western culture that is responsible for all, almost all, I mean, 99.9% of everything that the that the world enjoys today, the innovations, the discoveries, the, the um, whether I mean all of the good really has originated in in the West. Now there are some there are a few exceptions, but you have to you have to admit that it was the West that uh, that was behind the um, first industrial revolution and everything good that, became, that came from that. Again, the discoveries, the... Just look at everything that the West has accomplished for the good. So it's only... It's only real or it's only uh, it only makes sense that if you are part of a group, a cabal, a conspiracy to take down resistance and, and to and to subjugate the entire population of the world, whatever remains under this global. Control this globalist agenda, the World Economic Forum. You've got to take down the very people responsible for the growth and the positive things that have happened. You've got to, you've got to take down the West. You've got to take down America. In specifically, you've got to take down America. We're seeing it happen, and you may say, "Well, that's you know, oh my goodness, conspiracies." You know, the, the federal government can't even. Um, get their act together to do X, Y, or Z, and you and you're telling me that that uh, you know they're they're part of a conspiracy, this elaborate conspiracy. It doesn't have to be elaborate; it's a conspiracy by definition, and it certainly doesn't have to reside within the government. It's it's external from the government, but it involves components of the government, the Western, the American government involves components of of the um, uh, various other governments, Westernized governments. Australia, some Western Europe, the UK, Canada, and so on. So they, when you control the choke points, the levers of power on a larger scale as well as a local state and local scale, you you don't need to control everybody. You just need to control those lever, levers of power, those, those choke points. And that's what's taking place today. So I was going through a number of things for today, and, and I was trying to—I was trying to identify what I could give you if you were on a jury, and I was arguing this case of, of how 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 much worse things will get. Now I know, look, I know you—you're you, saying, "Oh, don't tell me that, man!" Please don't tell me that. I mean, it's been a horrible year. Believe me, I—I get it. It's been a horrible year. I uh, get that and you're telling me it's going to get worse. I'm going to turn you off. You know, look, I understand that, but we have to face up to what the plans are in order to fight, to survive and to be a part of, uh, to, to take care of our children. I read a comment, you know, I read a comment on, uh, on rumble and, uh, I don't know who the commenter was. I don't, I don't really care. It was like, well, you know, I'm pretty much done. It's, it, you know, I don't care anymore. It's, uh, uh, why fight? I'm not going to fight or whatever. Um, it, it was a really kind of a, a distressing comment to me. And I thought, well, that's, you know, that's kind of, at least in my perception of that was, okay, it's kind of like saying, well, I got mine too bad for you. What, what about the children and the grandchildren and the, and the I, I, my, my uh, Eric's Wonderful wonderful children came to visit last night <laughs> I think I broke my granddaughter by the way um, I, I'm not going to say what happened but I, I didn't mean to um, <laughs> Eric and Jackie oh they got just adorable children I mean and uh, my, my granddaughter it looks just like Jackie when she was young and oh she's the um She's just so cute. And, and and uh my grandson, they came over and and I looked at them. I watched them for a little bit playing. I was in the kind of a corner. They Eric and Jackie didn't see me. It was creeping out, right? No, I'm but I was watching them play and I was watching them interact. I'm thinking You know, who would not fight for their grandchildren? Who would not fight for their children? Who would not fight for the normalcy of their lives? Do you remember, if you're of the demographic that I know is is pretty much watches this and listens to this show, do you remember your childhood, how seemingly normal it was? Look, I know it was fraught with different things. I, I get that, but... The carefree, going out to the playground to play and, to, and just to be a child, to be a kid. But see, that's gone today. Mask, you gotta wear a mask. Parents are traumatizing children with masks. Parents are abusing their children by scaring the living crap out of the kids in the name of security, safety, And the the abuse goes further than that. They're subjecting them to a shot that's not a vaccine. It is a a mutagenic goo of dubious efficacy that the long-term effects are not known. Folks, let me tell you something. We are at a crossroads right now. Now, the, the time, if we were to graph this out in, in a uh, X, Y axis, the time, uh, of course, would progress to the, uh, if you're looking at the paper, to the right, that's the time. And, and the uh, event horizon would be the, uh, the other side, the, the left side, the X axis, I suppose. Um, Would be the event horizon, and and we're seeing a graph play out here of the uh, time. The crossroads would fill that graph because it's not just a simple cross—you know, cross right here and you get to the other side. No, no, The, the crossroads is the journey toward the objective. I don't know if that made sense, but that's what what it is and along these within this crossroad crossroads whatever there are things taking place right now that you can that you can see that i want to show you as evidence if you're the jury of what is happening and it's by design it is not by incompetence it's by design and yes yes you know i i, I like steve bannon uh, but he's got a sign. You know, there are no uh, no conspiracies, and there are no. But there are no coincidences. No, there are conspiracies, and I spent 35 years of my life investigating conspiracies and and going after conspiracies. This is a huge conspiracy, multiple conspiracies. But pull back, tunnel vision, bad. Pull back, look at the entire environment. What do we have? Here in the United States, we've got a number of factors taking place, and I want to address the United States, but this is taking place in far advanced in other countries, far, further advanced in Australia, further advanced in Austria, uh, Western Europe countries, where... The population is being subjugated, imprisoned by the globalist powers, the unelected bureaucrats, the people like Klaus Schwab. The list of names I had, the multinational corporations, the monetary interests. But in order to get rid of the West and, specifically, the United States, which is a great stumbling block to this objective, number one, they've got to, they've got to, they have got to do a number of things. Number one is to soften and then take down the resistance to their objectives and each one of these i could i could spend days on but think about this they in, in order to accomplish their objectives the globalists they've got to soften and then take down take out the resistance they've got to destroy our sense of nationalism well how do they on that point, how do they do that? They, they take down our borders. They are in the process of destroying our currency. Because really, what makes a nation defensible, identifiable, defensible borders? A, a, a money supply, which has already been debased, and we're going to be talking about that later in, the, in this program. I mean, they want to kill the U.S. dollar. They want to kill the dollar. And replace it with what? A global currency. Well, you might say, well, so what? It's money's money, whatever. That takes away the national identity, but even worse, it creates a greater surveillance state. Because the objective here, you know what the objective is. If you have read the Bible, right here, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a minister. I don't. But I read. You know the objectives here, but and you know how this book ends. We win. But there's a whole lot of real estate between now and us winning. They want to demonize the very people, the Christians specifically, the Christian conservatives, the people who adhere to the ideologies, the ideals of Western society. You've got to demonize and then exterminate them. But in the demonization process, you've got to make them look like they're scum and, and a scourge on society. What's happening now? They're equating people who don't want to take this, this uh toxic brew of an injection with Christians, with people, with followers, followers of Donald Trump, despite Donald Trump's, you know, hey, the, go ahead and take the job, whatever. They're identifying and segregating a group of people. What else is taking place? Again, take the blinders off. Don't have tunnel vision through initiatives that include George, by George Soros and his various foundations and Mark Zuckerberg and his various foundations, you destroy the sanctity of our republic, which is the vote. You destroy the justice system and turn it into a legal system and then weaponize that legal system. What's been happening? You've, You've seen... Lawlessness take over. You've seen smash and grabs in San Francisco. You've seen shootings in Chicago. We've showed them to you. You've seen uh, absolutely horrific crimes in New York City. Headlines now. Hey, 2021—the worst crime in really ever in the history of, of modern America has taken place in 2021. Let me tell you something. It's only going to get worse in 2022. Oh, and about the borders, just saying, you got uh, 46.2 million, listen to me, 46.2 million illegal and legal aliens over the last year in this country. Last month alone, 460,000. Since Biden has been sitting at wherever he sits, 2.2 million illegals coming across the border into this country. Just last month, November, 175,000 were apprehended at the southern border. The number who got away, more than that. You know, I, I was trying to find different uh, numbers, and there are websites, and there are videos, and such. And i I happened to I happened to realize, notice this, and I, and, and I knew this, but um, our channel. But by, by the way, we're not on YouTube. Okay, Hagman Report is not on YouTube. I saw, I, saw, I don't know what in the world I saw, but uh, it's not us. It may have our name on it, but it's not us. We're not on YouTube. YouTube had um, erased all of our content. And uh, taking away our quarter of a million subscribers, the censorship part of things plays into this because they. And and you know, the other part, the other side of that is, um, in the quest for everything I was talking about, in the quest to take over this globalist conspiracy. Yeah, the censorship. Yes, you've got to take that down, but you also have to replace it with propaganda that's taking place right now. Folks, listen to me, listen to me. The the transhumanist agenda. Again, I, I mentioned Hugo de Garis. If you haven't seen uh, the conference with Hugo de Garis, uh, the presentation by by Hugo de Garis, the preeminent man. Talking about the transhumanist agenda, artificial intelligence. You've got I, I, maybe I'll put this up on hagmanreport.com. I, I can't put the actual presentation up, but at least the link. Um, search out, uh, uh, True Legends Conference, Hugo de Garris, and then watch that. It, it's a fee base, it's beyond a paywall. You, you're gonna have to, I, I don't know. It's, it's uh, uh, Gen six, I think Gen six dot com, but nonetheless, the objective here is to turn us all into obedient robots through I, uh, AI. And, and this is AI is already here. You, you know, we're interfacing with AI every time you go to the ATM. There's an AI program that makes sure that uh, you or that the transaction is not fraud based and it kind of watches you know it programs uh, your essentially watches your habits and programs your habits through this learning AI process. Um, we've We've seen ample examples of AI artificial intelligence, but uh, I digress, but see all of this is taking place and it's only going to get worse. So what's the big news today? Well, the big news today, of course, oh my gosh, you've got to cancel Christmas because why? Well, Omicron, this virus is going to kill you. You're all going to get infected. You're all going to have this virus. So you can't have Christmas. Hey, Chicago, right? Um, Or or Boston's already coming through with... uh, Uh, they're fixing on locking that city down. I think Boston uh, Boston, and I think Chicago and some other cities. New York's already locked down. But that's a means. That is, you know, you've got uh, 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 motive, means, and opportunity. The motive is, of course, subjugation and then eradication, subjugation, and then complete takeover. That's the motive. I want your stuff. I'm going to have it. I, I rule the world. I, I'm one of the elite people, and many people who are not part of the elite in in reality think they are, and of course they're going to be just one of those people who who are expendable. But I digress. But see, you can't have Christmas. Fauci said you can't have Christmas. Biden, this this hollow shell of a man that Mister Potato Head Biden. Comes on, and, and you know. Yesterday, and of course, the, his prime time is two thirty. It's kind of like the early bird special at the uh, uh, rest home, right? He can't he can't last until prime time. No, no, he's going to do it at two thirty. But uh, again, a little digression there. But let me bring you a couple of. Let me take one point. Let me take one part of this and bring you evidence. And and this is. This affects all of us. If you're watching this and listening to this, this broadcast, I'm going to tell you right now, it affects you. Because who you listen to, you've got to be careful who you listen to. You've got to be careful which alternative news channels or really the real news. You've got to be careful who you listen to. You've got to be careful when you make plans saying, look, I'm not going to comply. So you make alliances. You've got to be careful who you make alliances with. Case in point, I had mentioned number one, it was soften and then take down the resistance. Darren Beatty from Revolver News, I'm going to tell you what, he did a fantastic, uh, just, a, just a tremendous investigation. The January 6th committee commission, right? The, the, the illegitimate 1-6th committee is taking place right now. And and that is being broadcast. MSNBC is all about that and all about how you're going to die if you don't get the jab. But the 1-6. Let's take a look at this. What's that? Okay. Thank you. Eric the Tech. He's my... Which one? The, The first one? Okay. Thanks. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. All right, here it is. Let's go back previous to January 6th and take a look at this article. What was that from? Is that from. Uh, I, I forgot where I pulled that from. What's that? Okay, th- this is from American Greatness. Was the FBI's Whitmer chicanery a warm up for January 6th? Be- because. Now, now, here again, the evidence, evidence-based. I'm going to show you the fingerprints of infiltration, of softening up the resistance and taking down the resistance, the true patriotic resistance. If you, if you want to talk about January 6, you doggone better well talk about the Whitmer uh, kidnapping plot. And American greatness did uh, address this, and I want to thank them for this. Okay, so the question is, was the FBI witness chicanery a warm-up for January 6th? The answer, my answer is absolutely. And in this article, it goes in to say that this question is mounted about the government's animating, uh, their animating role in the Capitol protests on January 6th. The criminal case against the men charged with conspiring to kidnap... In quotation marks, kidnapped Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer in 2020 continues to collapse. Now, having myself personally having been an operational and informational asset for the FBI and Department of Justice back 20-some years ago, I understand the workings of this. I understand the informant part of this. I understand this. When you look at the wit, and by the way, no, I wasn't made to do it. I was trying to do my patriotic duty and stuff, but it, 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 but it's, it is beyond the pale here. Several, several men, and just, just to refresh your memory, several men were arrested in October 2020 when the lead informant in this Whitmer kidnapping plot drove them to meet an undercover FBI agent to purchase munitions. The six-month-long scheme's dramatic conclusion. Now, news of this shocking plot. It it just was, remember? Oh, my gosh, how could this happen? It made national headlines as early voting was underway in Michigan. Biden, Whitmer, the media blamed Donald Trump for inciting an attempted domestic terror attack. And this is the... This is what they're trying to do. And this is what they're succeeding in doing is convincing your family, your neighbors, people who don't know you, but but your neighbors and your family members. Yes, your family members that you, whether or not you are were part of 1-6 or part of any, that you are a domestic terrorist, that you are a threat to them. You are a threat to the collective good. You are a threat to the nation. This is what's taking place. So anyone who has this, um, this patriotic vision is going to be demonized. Anyone who wants to remain autonomous, anyone who wants the country to remain a nation will be demonized. And consequently, they'll, your family's going to turn you in. Your neighbor's going to turn you in. I'm going to tell you, people in your own house are going to turn you in. And you're going to be dealt with. This is going to happen in 2022. But in this case, with Whitmer, there was a key phrase or a key uh, paragraph here um, that w- when you look at this Whitmer kidnapping, you have to, you cannot separate this from the, um, uh, the activities of uh, God by the name of Ray Epps uh, from the 1-6 ordeal here. And I'm going to put the link in the program description box at HagmanReport.com for American Greatness. The number of agents involved in the Whitmer case, without getting really drilling down into this, and again, the evidence will be in this article, it's, it's, uh, it, it's self-explanatory. But the bottom line here is this whole plot would have never, ever, 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 ever seen the light of day had it not been for the FBI infiltration into a group of basically hapless people who did not have the ability, had no ability, abilities, to engage in a, in a sophisticated kidnapping plot. It just wouldn't have happened. This was a wet dream of a weaponized FBI in, in order to demonize the resistance by by cultivating homeless people even. Yes, homeless people. I there's a... I left the uh, papers on the printer, but uh, in, involved in this were, were people that had the, no means no methods of, of take, you know carrying this out. But you had this infiltration, much like you have infiltration in the alternative media, much like you have infiltration everywhere, everywhere. And this is only going to get worse. So uh, I'm going leave to that, leave that link there. I'm going to go to the next link here. I'm sorry, I mentioned uh, Revolver and Darren Beatty. Um, now, before I even get to that, let's go to Jim Hoft, Gateway Pundit, that link. Let's go to that one right there. Now, this you got to really pay attention to. Again, this is a piece of evidence, a critical uh, morsel of evidence. A curious case of, vid- of videographer Baked Alaska marched and filmed at the Charlottesville Tiki Tor- Torch March. Remember Charlottesville? He was there, conversed with Ray Epps on January 5th, broke into Pelosi's office on January 6th to film Faces, but somehow spared from jail? Question mark? Infiltration. Infiltration. When you look at this, you find that Tim Gionette, uh, Gionette also known as Baked Alaska, the real name is Anthony Joseph Giannette is an alleged white supremacist and anti-Semitic videographer who was a Trump supporter before. He really wasn't. And then he became a Democratic Yang supporter. He attended the January 5th and January 6th rallies in Washington, D.C., and broke into Nancy Pelosi's office. And, And you know what? You know what his task was? And again, I speak from experience when you infiltrate, you've got to identify others in order to take them and demonize them, make them criminals, and take them down. That's exactly what this guy did. Now, go to Gateway Pundit, read the article. Again, in the interest of time here, I just want to uh, get through this. In April 2017, Baked Alaska traveled to Berkeley, California to film a much anticipated free speech rally, The uh, as according to Gateway Pundit, the violent attacks buying T on Trump supporters uh, at the event. That went viral in September of that same year. This, this guy uh, went to Charlottesville. This guy marched in the Tiki Torch March. You might remember that. Filmed all the faces, everyone there. And thanks to the light of the torches, he was able to get footage that you know everyone was easily identifiable. Now he shows up on one five and one six. There is a video didn't is there not a video on that or no? on, on uh, well, okay let's go to revolver. okay here's here's my main point. When you take American greatness, look at the Whitmer kidnapping plot. you go to uh, uh, Gateway pundit. Read that article. Again, the links will be in the program description box at HagmanReport.com. Not on Rumble, not on Brighton, but at H- you got to go to HagmanReport.com and click on the links, uh, open the uh, broadcast up and click on the links. Now, Revolver puts this together. Darren Beatty puts this together. Let's go to Revolver because this is kind of the um, closing argument, if you will, which uh, puts it all together, and it does have some videos as well. When you understand what happened at the Capitol on January 5th and January 6th, this entire thing was an intelligence operation in order to take Donald Trump supporters or to really more accurately take the people who are really care about democracy, not democracy, really care about the Constitution, the representative republic in which we live and under which we operate, under which we have our hopes, dreams, and life, um, as well as this Christian conservative Ideal an ideology, okay, you've got to destroy that. So you, how do you do that? You demonize the very people who are advancing that um, mindset and objective. So what did Revolver.News and Darren Beatty and others who work with them, great people, what did they find out? Well, Ray Epps was a man who, um, who was uh, in large part behind the directing the people as they walked from the speech, Donald Trump's speech, into toward the Capitol. What Ray Epps did, in addition to the other gentleman I mentioned, they took down signs, they took down signage. They made it so it appeared, well, they, they made it so entry into the restricted area, it didn't look as if there was any kind of... Um, problem with entering into that restricted area. Now, bear in mind, they were also helped by Capitol Police, Ada assisted by Capitol Police and other security forces there. So, what, what Epps did was and, and his assistants did working on behalf of the Department of Justice and FBI. Yes, though, the FBI specifically. Remember the same FBI that had the uh, kissing twins or kissing uh, cousins. Uh, Spanish cousins, I guess. Uh, uh, you know, the lovers, right? Never mind, I won't get into that. But that same FBI, the same FBI that brought you James Comey, whose daughter uh, uh, whose daughter is the prosecution on the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, right? Nothing to see here. But what Ray Epps did was he... And the people around him made sure that the people walking from the speech toward the capitol were pushed into or guided into this restricted area and the signage was taken down the fences were taken down this is before the this is not including the cutting of the of the fences but you know the, the barricades so it, it seemed like a natural thing just to walk in hey, I'm invited in to this external area and from there they were guided into the capital now i'm going to stop there whatever happened in the capital that's something different but what i'm saying is it was a this you could see you can see by the actions but you're going to have to read this because i'm not going to read this on air but you're going to have to read this article read the findings of darren Beatty from revolver uh, Revolver revolver.news the link will be in the program description box Uh, compare it to Gateway Pundit or pair it with Gateway Pundit, uh, pair it with American greatness and understand the takedown of the people, the very people who are attempting to stop the destruction of the United States, of our nation. This is how they're doing it. These are the people who are doing it. The 1-6 committee, which is illegitimate because it doesn't have any ranking member. It was not. It, it's illegitimate. Notice what they're doing as well. They're they're taking this and, and the FBI is hiding, you know, well, they wanted to identify Epps, okay. They identified him, but what happened? Oh, they, they expunged all of that from their website and, you know, suddenly they he went away. That's what you do. See, that's what they do with informants and operatives. That's what they do do how do i know this i was i i was involved not this but 20 some years ago i understood this i was part of this i've seen this again not against the united states against a different initiative but you know what their roles i mean their their tactics don't change speaking of apps let's play that video this is on um I was, this is on January 5th, and this does appear, I believe, in Revolver.news, uh, right? Re- yeah, Okay, I, I'm losing track here. So well, this is just a, like a minute video. This is uh, Epps, I think the day before. This is on January 5th. And who you see there is that baked Alaska guy. You know, the one from Charlottesville. Go ahead and play this. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol, into the Capitol. Hang on, hang on, hang on. No. No. no! no! Oh! Peacefully. Fed. 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 fed, fed. Tomorrow? I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not need, say it. We need to go. I'll say, I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Based Fed posting? All right. <laughs> we need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. Okay. We are going to the Capitol where our problems are. It's that direction. We spread the word. All right. No, okay, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested? We go up here? There? Yeah. You don't need to get Could
1: shot. You arrest us all? Hey!
0: Time. Go ahead and look at the revolver article. Watch the uh, company videos there. You saw it, okay? And you saw the accusations. You know, people aren't stupid. They, we're not stupid. When he says, we're going to do this, we're going to go in yelling, Fed, Fed, Fed. Yet, okay, yet this 1 6 committee, what are they doing? They're, they they subpoenaed uh, um, uh, Steve Bannon, and he said basically stick it in your you know behind because no you know what I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go it's a sham committee you've got no authority and I want to talk to Richard Proctor about the powers that Congress has the powers that this committee has and, and all of this but but again let's not lose tunnel vision because when we have tunnel vision when we drill down into something which we need to do, but when we drill down into one thing, we lose sight of everything else. We lose sight of the bigger picture. We lose sight at what they are doing, what the globalists are doing, the string pullers, not the people you see on the camera. What they're doing, they're creating the environment, a toxic environment, For people like us, this 1 6 committee, uh, you know, hey, we're going to criminally charge Steve Bannon for uh, not honoring a subpoena. Well, you know what? You might as well charge and arrest and imprison Eric Holder. What is he? He's something special because Eric Holder is in contempt. Remember that? How about Lois Lerner in contempt? Where's the justice there? There is no justice. Roger Stone went, invoked the, his right to Fifth Amendment because it's true. And I've had this experience with reporters. You say something and it gets twisted and all of a sudden the words just, you know. So you keep your mouth shut. You keep your mouth shut. You don't talk to reporters. And you certainly don't talk to the police and the FBI. And you most assuredly don't talk to an illegitimate 1-6 committee. Going after, so they're going after Bannon. They're going after um, Roger Stone. They're going after Alex Jones. They want to put Alex Jones in prison. They not just, they just not only, they just don't want to shut him up. Censor him. They want to put him in prison. And guess what? We're not far behind either. This platform was involved in reporting on the events of January sixth, and involved with uh, some people on the ground there. And there's been inquiries made. I'm not going to talk about that because the more I talk about it, you know, I'm just I'm just not going to talk about it. They want us they want us neutralized. This is why you have to be careful too of who you listen to and who you bring in so the the bigger picture in all of this. What you're seeing is really a TV show, it's a stage play, it's stagecraft you're seeing softening taking down the resistance by demonizing the resistance, by equating Christian conservatives who want to see the constitution saved and preserved you're seeing them called domestic terrorists. You're seeing them called anti-science, anti-vaxxers. You, you know, anything, anything that, any mud they can throw, they're throwing at us. That's just one. Of course, they want to destroy nationalism by taking away our borders, our currency, to, uh, killing the dollar. They want to demonize, the, the again, the populists and, again, the Christian conservatives and, and the you know i mentioned smash and grabs the crime and stuff like that soros uh da's all across the country you see lawlessness rampant you see more crime than ever before you see more killings than ever before it's only going to get worse because why it's because the demons the, the the devils the demonic scumbags like soros like bill gates like fauci like peter Dazik, the people that you don't know that, that you know who who the people at the FDA, the people at the CDC, some of them, not all of them, but some of them, the people within this Biden illegitimate Biden regime, little Chucky doll, uh, Jen Psaki, the spokesperson for the demonic illegitimate Biden people. They're all part of this. And yes, conspiracies exist. And yes, we are watching a conspiracy. We are watching a crime play out. The entire planet is a crime scene. Don't get tunnel vision. Look at the entire thing. And also, again, you've got to understand, this is playing out right now. The words of this book are playing out right now. Keep this close. And you know what? This is not a doorstop. This is not an adornment for your coffee table. This, you need to read this. And you, know, you really need to read this. But look, I'm not a preacher. I'm a preacher. I'm not a minister. I'm not going to tell you. I'm, I'm just a guy who's trying to trying to really just be obedient. That's all I'm trying to do. Richard Proctor, com. Boy, I hope you got your books, man, for Christmas. I hope you ordered your books because, man, you know, look, the gift of knowledge is the best thing you can do. And even if you didn't, even if you didn't, don't stop now. Because, you know, after the holidays, right, you're going to have some downtime. And if you didn't get your your Saving the Constitution or Bathroom Economics or, um, you know, the Liberty Series, you can still get those. And you can still help Richard Proctor out and be a part of his, um, his movement. I, I like to say a movement because that's what it is. It's really educating all of us you can uh, by joining his Patreon. And you know what he does? He does a, a, a show every week or a podcast every week that will inform and educate you. Saving the Constitution with Richard Proctor. There it is on your screen. And let me tell you, he gives a lot of great information out for free. For free. The goodness of his heart. So support him by going to patreon.com. There it is right there. The link will be in the program description box to his website. It'll take you to the books. It'll take you to Patreon. It'll take you to the, uh, to, uh, to the entirety of his, his initiative. And he's, he's one of the good guys. He's one of the good guys. One of the original good guys. Richard, I didn't mean to over, uh, you know, encroach on your time, but I, I think it's important that people need to have, people need the the information that you offer. So come on, come on in, my brother, and uh, Merry Christmas. Here and, I am.
1: Uh, here I am. You know, I've been they're, they're patient. You know, I've been patient, patient. Stuff you've got to say, Doug, is top notch. Really is. Really is. Thanks, buddy. Let me mention something as a carry on. This book right here. You were just talking about the series. Yep. Okay, guys. Let me explain something. With this book, you can chart what's going to happen. Now, the Bible does a better job than this, but this takes the political side of everything that's going on, not everything, the political side of 20 subjects and shows how they've been incremented in our lives to destroy our country. This, I've, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I knew on, when the buildings were being taken down, who was doing it. Not because I had been in the inside information. I knew because I knew the pattern. Okay, I knew the pattern. I mean, I, I watch things. I watch things. I, what happens? I see what's going to happen. Therefore, because I know the pattern. I mean, just look at the pattern of the of the twelve of the twin towers. Okay, the pattern. We're going to go back a little ways and we're going to find some guys in the bottom of the towers trying to blow it up with something. A test. See what would happen. Then a little later on, we're going to see a building uh, uh, in Oklahoma City come down, the front of it, the face of it. 280, 290 people murdered. Ah, I used the right word, by the way. It wasn't an accident. That's a pet. You see the pet? You see? You see? You see? Then here come down the Twin Towers. Now, how do we how do we suspect that? What are, what are some of the aftermaths that tell us about that Twin Towers disaster? First thing about it is the president, yeah, let me make sure I've got this right. Yes, I do. The president was in a kindergarten class down in the South telling stories. Well, that's a nice thing to do. I think that's very nice. But why was he there that time, that day? Why? The pattern here. Here's another pattern. Pearl Harbor was bombed fiercely. Oh, I mean fiercely. Did you know that before the, that event, the middle of November, Marshall, uh, the uh, uh, just, uh, Marshall, the guy in charge of the military and the defense and all that, uh, this, this he he was a part of the team with with uh, Roosevelt. He brought the media in and told them what was going to happen. I don't know if he told them the date or not. I just know he called them in and told them what was going to happen, told them not to say anything. That's the pattern. These people knew it was happening. They knew Pearl Harbor was happening. They knew the Twin Towers was happening. They knew it. How do we know that? Apart from just, I say it is. Apart from that, how do you know that? Because the Patriot Act was on the table within a couple of weeks and passed unanimously. Huge thing passed. All planned, folks. All planned. We talked about the Federal Reserve last night at the Patreon meeting. Now I'm going to talk about the Federal Reserve a little bit because it's crucial to see what's going on here. Thank you. Uh, yes, I won't you. say anything that we talked about last night. That's for the people that were there. But I will talk about things that we didn't talk about last night. We could have, but we didn't. We're going to other things. Federal Reserve was established in 1913. But before it could be established, before it could be established, we had to eliminate the Senate and the state relationship, and we had to eliminate the taxing relationship with the people. We couldn't have Federal Reserve unless two things happened. We had to stop the Senate from stopping bills that were going to cost Gargantuan amounts of money. We had to deflect taxes from the states to the people. Those two things had to happen, or there would be no Federal Reserve today, like we see it. The Federal Reserve, when was it written? It's an obvious, that's a historical item. 2010, that's when it was written. When was it passed? 2013, three years later. 1910,
0: 1913. Sorry. I, right, I'm uh, sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. These are all last year, the 1900s. You know, you're supposed to know what I say. Come on, guys. You've got to know these things. I don't have to remember everything. You're supposed to know some of the stuff. Anyway, here we go. 1913, 1910. Look, that's three years. What happened during that three years? The, the Congress was beaten down to find out who's going to pass it and who's not going to. And here we go. The people were beaten down. So we got to get this tax thing. We've got to pass the tax thing first, because the people must be saddled with what we're going to do. All planned out. All planned out. So the first thing was they talked us into an amendment lying to us, telling us, oh, it's only going to apply to the rich. It's only going to be 3%. Don't worry about it at all. You guys won't be affected. Don't worry. And we bought into that as a country and, and ratified the 16th Amendment. Now, there's a debate of whether it was ratified or not. That's not important. Important is why it happened. See, people don't ever ask the question, why? Nobody wants to know why something occurred. All they want to know is it did. But why did it happen? Why? Doug, all the stuff you bring up is why. People are preparing these things. They're not accidents. So here we have have the, the people saddled with taxes. Oh, that was a sigh of relief. We got that through. Now we got to get the states out from underneath the Senate, out from underneath the states. We've got to get the Senate-state relationship severed. Why? Because if bill, if money bills came into the from the House into the Senate, they had to be they had to be able to get through. The Senate stopped them because the Senate was being proportioned by the state, and the Senate knew that if they did that, the state would have to pay more taxes, and they knew they'd get fired. So what we got to do is we've got to remove the people, the, se- the Senate. We've got to remove the Senate from the states so that the states don't have that control anymore. Now, we've already removed the taxes and put them on the people. Now, let's, put, let's get the Senate out of the picture so we can get these bills through that we want to spend money on. And that's what happened with the 17th Amendment. People don't realize this. Everybody talks about, votes. they don't pay attention. Learn your history. Uh, Guys, you've got to learn your history. You've got to learn the facts of it. Here's this book. You know, you've seen this book before. I've done it before. I'm going to read the last line of Article 5. says, no state shall be deprived of its equal suffrage in the Senate. I left a couple of words out. No state shall be deprived of its voting power in the Senate. In other words, take the states out of the Senate so they have nothing to say about it. That's right in Article 5. I mean, we're not talking an amendment here. That's in the original document. But nobody paid any attention nor has paid any attention to that violation. We talk about a republic. We don't have a republic, you guys. Come on. Come on. We don't have a republic. Let's see what a republic is. Republic is administrating, people being administered ah, represented by representatives that they voted for? Good. How many did the Constitution say should be required for each representative? No more than 30,000. That's representation. How many are there per representative? 800,000. can't represent that remember that thirty 30,000 for representation the Senate was rep- was representing the states well that's okay there's two of them there's two senators the state they're in control of the Senate the states are. We moved the, the Senate from them to the people. Now the senators represent 3.33 million people each come on we don't have that's not that's not representation. the re- Republic was destroyed. Well, the republic was really destroyed in 1791 when the first central bank was established to take the money, control the money of the country. He who controls the money controls the country. You got to know these kind of things. okay, Folks, we've been led down a path by our noses and we've just been willingly gone along, willingly gone along. Now, look at what happened in 2020. We have been so, so, what's the word I want to say here? We've been so watered down as people. We've had our ideas and our thoughts so controlled that we've lost track of thinking. We don't do it anymore. We're not taught to do it. I want to say this. This is just a question. It's just a, a question. There's a lot of people in this audience that have been to school. A lot of them have been to college. Now, I want you to think back. How many essay questions did you encounter in your educational process? Essay questions. Not true or false, not multiple choice. Essay questions. How many did you encounter? Not very many. Do you know why? Because essay questions develop thoughts. Multiple choice develops guessing. True and false are 50% possible without even doing reading the question. We've got people trained to not think. Not think. So the question why, you see, the question why is very important. How is very important. But you can't answer why unless you think. And nobody's taught to think. We're taught to parrot what the government tells us. And how do the government tell us that? Through a media who we think is valid, and it isn't. I'm, I'm going to make a bald based statement. I, oh, Trump would say this. He said this during the Obama administration. I'll give you a million dollars if you can find me a birth certificate, a legal birth certificate of this guy. Well, I can't finance that, but I'm going to say it. I could give you a million dollars if you can find a truth in a national broadcast yesterday. No, I really can't do that. But the idea is there. Can you find a truth in a national broadcast yesterday? Just one truth. I didn't listen to any of them, I have no idea. But most of this country did. And I'll bet you can't find one truth. I'll bet you could go back a year and the number of truths you could find could be listed on your hands, perhaps. I saw things that were absolute lies. People made, made copies, take ta- pictures, movies. They went with their phones and took pictures. They went with everything and took pictures. Of what? Hospitals. Why? Because the night before, the media had said these guys are inundated with bodies, body bags everywhere. Everybody's trying to get in. Oh, it's terrible. We're all going to die. <gasps> the next day, nobody's there. Absolutely nobody's there. And that wasn't just once. Over and over and over again. They took pictures of things that happened to other places and put them there and said, this is in our hospital. And they took pictures out of Hollywood and put them, this is what's happening. And none of it was happening. None of it. All lies. But we sucked them up because we don't ask the question why. We laugh at somebody who would watch a TV show and think it's real. We do. We do. Little kids watching the show. Mommy, did that? Did that guy really get shot? Oh no, that's make believe. Now here comes Hollywood. Ah, we don't. The media doesn't tell us it's Hollywood. Here comes Hollywood with all kinds of things that are going to happen to anybody that take that isn't that isn't doesn't get all the shots and doesn't oh gets doesn't wear his mask and isn't this is what's going to happen to you? And they have people with blood gushing out and this and that and the other and it's all true. It isn't true, guys. It's just like the two-year-old saying, Mommy, did he really get killed? How many of you are saying, Oh, look at what really happened? Oh, what am I going to do? Ah. So he put a mask on that wouldn't stop anything. I mentioned it before. The molecule is two tw- 252 pictograms, pictogram, pictometers. What does that mean? That means point zero 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 zero. So, no, three zeros, picometers. I'm sorry, point three zeros prior to it, microns of a micron, point, point zero 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 two five two of a size of a micron. Nothing that anybody's wearing anywhere, on any street, any place will stop a micron. How's it going to stop this, which is? 0. 0.0003 of a 252 of a micron. you know how small that is? I don't have any idea. But it's small enough that it's carried by a, an oxygen molecule.
0: Richard Proctor, Provost institute.com Richard, let me just give you uh, now I know people that tune in to uh, listen to just you so they miss other programs. Uh, so I want to share a story, just a very brief story with you about this, Okay. My wife was in the hospital, had surgery. Um, everything went, went fine. She's recovering fine. Thank you very much for your prayers, folks. But anyway, at um, one of the final days, and now she's a patient, she's lying in bed, the final days of her, of her hospital stay, or final, anyway, she's lying in the hospital bed. And she's hurting, okay? She, she had abdominal surgery, so she's hurting a lot. And she's in a lot of pain. And um, the uh, uh, one nurse comes in. And says, uh, you know, my wife is the, the pain is actually causing her some nausea, so some she's sick to her stomach. The one nurse uh comes in, and I mean, and we're in a big room, I gotta tell you, we must again, we must have hit the, the hospital room lottery because she's in a big room and no one else around. And um, anyway, nurse comes into the door and shouts out, You got a mask. To my wife and to me, you got to wear a mask. So look, my wife begged me, don't, don't please, you know, I mean, she's, she's hurt. So, okay. I put a mask on in that one instance. Yeah, you can call me a cuck. Okay, go ahead. Do that. Right. But uh, again, I, I'm, I'm there for my wife, but she made my wife put on a mask. All right. Now that really pissed me off. That's number one. But number two, in order, now now here's what I don't get. And, And Richard, you've been around. You explain this to me. That instead of medication, the nurse says, "Now my wife's wearing a mask now. You know, one of these surgical masks." And meanwhile, the, the nurse is in She's got not one, and and this is Kathy with an eye. Nurse Kathy with an eye. Nurse Kathy and I said, uh, "You gotta wear a mask, okay?" Nurse Nurse Kathy with an eye also had goggles. Goggles. I, I'm I, now I'm talking like you know safety. Not glasses, but goggles. Okay. But to address my wife's nausea, here's what she did. And explain this to me. She said, uh, after she's messed up, here is a scratch or a sniff thing for, it's a peppermint thing you can, you can smell for your nausea. You know, studies have shown that uh, peppermint kind of calms the stomach, Let's see if this works before, you know, any medication. And I'm, 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 I'm looking at Nurse Kathy with an eye. And I'm saying, wait a minute. You want her to take, and I did say this. You want her to take this peppermint, smell it through a mask, smell it through a mask. What sense does that make? If you can smell peppermint through a mask, is that going to stop a virus? Nurse Kathy with an eye. Does that make sense
1: to you, Richard? No, it absolutely doesn't. And she's just following instructions. That young lady is a, is a, a shall we just say, a, a pawn. And they call them, what do they call them? They call morons. them. Morons. I'm sorry. morons. But they're un, unintended unintended people, that they do it because they're told, and they're told because the people know the leaders, the Soros and company. This all comes from that group of people, by the way. By the way, if you read this book, you would know where this is all coming from. This book and the other five tell you where this is all coming from and how they're doing it to you. We've sold a lot of copies of this, but I still got thousands left, thousands left, and the printer can print more. Come on, folks. You've got to know these things. And if you just read this. These books. I don't care if you don't read anything else. If you wrote, if you read these, there's seven books now. You gotta read this one. Whoops, gotta turn it right. You gotta read that one, as well as this one. And this one, this one will help you at all a lot. But these other two are the crucial. If you read those, these seven books, these six and that one, you'll have more grasp of what's going on than anybody does, and you'll know why. You'll be a thinker, not a follower. The how is important, but the why is crucial. What, where, when? Eh, who? Eh, important questions for for the journalists. But why is an important question for you? And how is the next question? This book answers both of those for what's happening to us today, right now, today. No, that nurse did not do anything good. Think about it. The smell's going through. Oxygen's going through. If the oxygen molecule, which carries the virus on itself, is going through, well, I guess it dumps the virus outside of the mask, you know, because it knows it's not supposed to go there. So it's going to dump the virus off outside while it goes through the mask. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. My head hurts. You know, guys. We're not taught to think anymore. We're not taught. You know, when I work with people in my uh, school, everybody writes responses to every article. There are no uh, answers, yes or no, multiple choice, none of that stuff. -uh, They write answers. I expect them to write them. I read them. I send them back, say, well, you know, what about this and this and this? One fellow wrote me an article, I wrote an explanation. I sent it back to him and said, well, you know, it's not exactly right. Look at it a different way. We went back and forth like that for, I don't know, 10 emails. And then I had to explain it to him because he still didn't get the picture. Why? Because we're not taught to think. We're taught to be whatever the little box says. You heard the term outside the box? That's not fiction. Outside the box is where it all is. It's where it all is. Talk about the Federal Reserve. I did. Let me just mention something. didn't mention this last night. We'll mention it today. I'm going to mention something today. Well, I don't have to read it. I'll just mention it. Here we go. The Federal Reserve has no assets whatsoever. None. It has paper, pencils, computers, annotated stuff, ink, no resources, except the building itself, of course, and the desk of the computer. Okay, no resources. They don't have any money in the back room anywhere. So when somebody talks about the assets of the Federal Reserve, they only really mean the profits of that year, of that year. So here we go. The profits of the Federal Reserve, the year of 1940, okay, that narrow, were about $5 billion. Now, it doesn't sound like much, folks, because today we work in trillions, but that's World War II. That's in 41. We didn't even spend billions in the government yet. Okay, anyway. billion. The profits in 45, five years later, after the war, were $45 billion. How come? Because everything that, every war puts money in the pockets of those people. That's why one of the reasons we have wars, because it makes money for those people. And they want the money. Federal Reserve came into action in World War I. How? Folks run out of money in Europe. They couldn't fight any longer. The war wouldn't have gone on to 17. It was stopped in 16. No money. You don't have money. You can't buy guns. Uh, Can't buy guns. You can't shoot anybody. You got to have guns. got to have bullets. got to shoot people. You got to have a war. We got to have a war. Buy more guns. Don't have any money. How do we do
0: it? You go to a loan shark, right? So you're telling me like the Federal Reserve is kind of like a a national or even international loan shark.
1: Yes, it financed that war the last year because it didn't have enough money. So it did it itself to keep the war going. Now, the money was loaned, so they had to pay it back. And that's where the money came in. Interest in that. Let's talk about money, for example. Just one minute. Oh. Doug, you get carried away on certain subjects. Uh, <laughs> I do too. Let's just talk about money for a minute. You borrow some money. You pay it back. How much of that is profit to the bank or the credit union or the institution? It has to be a bank-type institution for this to be to occur. It isn't the guy down the street that's, that's loaning money out of their cash. It's the guy down the street. It's the guy up the street that's loaning it's what you borrow from in a bank or a credit union. Savings and loan was the same way. They closed those down. I'll explain that a little bit, just a little bit. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. Money. You borrow the money. Who are you borrowing it from? Well, if you use a credit card, you're borrowing it from the restaurant. Initially. Then the restaurant takes your note and gives it to the bank, and the bank does what? Sends them some cash? Writes a check. You pay the bill. Let's make it a little bit clearer. Don't use a credit card, although that's a major income source. Why do you think they send all these cards out? It's a major income source. Why do they want you to use cards? It's a major income source. Why do you think they don't want you to use cash? They can't make any money when you use cash, but they can make gobs if you're doing everything with plastic. So why do you think they want us to use plastic? First, to control. Second, to make money. That's it, you guys. There's nothing else in this picture. When you borrow money for a car, a house, or anything large, the bank pays for it. It does pay the bill with what the receiver of the of the check thinks is money from the bank, because we're taught to think that way. It ain't true, folks. It ain't true. When the payment's made, the money, what part of that money is profit to the bank? The answer I get is, is interest, of course. Absolutely not. The whole check is profit to that bank. The whole check. Why? Because they didn't send any money out. So they paid a penny to send a check or make an entry. And you're going to pay them the car $40,000 plus interest of $45,000. And they will have spent one penny. And you're going to pay them for What kind of a return is that? That's what banks do. Okay. And I'm giving them the penny because they do have to write it. And maybe you've got to give them a little bit more for stamps or, or accountants or something. But do you get the picture? Banks make money on you because you borrow money. And all of the money you pay them is profit. All of it. Where does the profit go? First, how much profit is there? How much money do you think in a year? And let's just talk one day. How much money do you think in one day the banking system makes as profit since they never gave any money to everybody every time they get as profit? How much money do you think they make in one day? I don't have any idea the real number, but I'll tell you this. Right now, today, personal loans, that means loans we have signed with a bank for, signed with a credit union, personal loans are $22 trillion. Did you know we're trying to pay back $22 trillion out of our paychecks? Do you know if you watch that, it goes up faster than you can count? You cannot count as fast as that's going up because we borrow so much money. And every dime we borrow, when we pay it back, it's complete profit. I mean, I want that. Tell you what you do, you folks. Come over here, and I'll give you something a piece of paper, and I want you to pay me $1,000 a month for the next five years. Okay? I'm ready. I'm ready for that. I'll just give you a piece of paper. Here's a piece of paper. I'm going to give you this piece of paper. I'll write something on it. All right, that's says federal. I'll write something on it and I'll give it to you. And you're going to pay me now thousand dollars a month for the next five years. Stupid. Well, that's what the bank's doing to you every day. Stupid. Every day. Where does that money go? Yeah, yeah I want to know that. Where does that money go? Goes to Federal Reserve. Every day they get, they Federal Reserve siphons off all those profits. Every day they tell the bank. That's there for them to get if they need it, and they pay them interest on it, and they don't care. So
0: so because the Federal Reserve is a private banking cartel. But yeah, it, see, so
1: it, the interest is fiat money anyway, so they're not paying that either. you got to put this all in a picture. That money is going to the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve doesn't have any assets. So what's happening to the money, which would be an asset if they kept it? What is, what's happening to it? Well, the Federal Reserve sold stock. 1914. Owners, the people who own the Federal Reserve, bought that stock. Who are those people? Ah, uh, got to know that. Who are those people? Those people are the major United States banks that purchased the stock. Did I get a chance to? No. Even though I was there with money in hand, you know I've been around since dirt. I was there with money in hand. Said I want to buy one of those shares. They won't sell me one. It's only going to go to the bank. Those banks, they're owned by somebody. Ah, those banks sent their professor those profits to the people who own them. Who are they? Ah, they're the major banks, Barclays, Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, in Europe. Switzerland's full of them. That's who owns these major banks in the United States. Liechtenstein's full of them. That's who owns the major banks in the United States. They're the ones who own those banks. Uh, (laughs) who owns them? Who owns them? Rothschild and Company owns Ah. them. So every dime of profit that your bank in your city makes on $22 trillion, which is what the debt is. I'm not going to say a year. That's the debt. That's what we're paying. I don't know how much each year we pay, but it doesn't matter. It's probably close to a trillion dollars every year that we actually do pay. Actually, it's probably more like two or three trillion, because there's a lot of money flowing. I mean, every every bill, every every building in the United States is, is mortgaged. Every one of them, they're all mortgaged. Everyone, every house, every home. There are a few that are not. Okay, there are a few. All of that money is going. All those, all the bills, those people are paying to the banks for all of that is all going to the banking system. And then it's whipping on to the up to Rothschild and company.
0: So I've I've got a question then for you. Yes. Okay. Why then would, and the, the push right now is really to kill the U.S. dollar and to replace it with, uh, a, a basket of currencies, perhaps, uh, whatever, but also digitize that money, because there's a lot of cash money in the black market, a lot of cash, you know, evading surveillance of the and encapsulation of, by the uh, Federal Reserve, I, I guess. Um, but what would be the motivation to to crash the system that's enriching the, uh, in you know, breaking the system that's enriching the uh, Rothschilds and others. Go ahead. Doug,
1: they're not crashing the system. They're just changing it. Changing it. It's exactly the same. There will be exactly the same profit for every person. It's just done digitally now with you under their thumb, as opposed to you paying uh, stuff out of your pocket or maybe cash or something like that. They're not giving up any money. They're just properly getting it so they have more control over it. Who is they? Rothschild and Company. It's called the Illuminati. Oh, that's conspiracy. That doesn't exist. Oh, hmm, hmm, oh. Who, why do you say that? How do you know it doesn't exist? Well, because I've been told. Who told you, the, the media? That's like that's like going to the, the guy down the street, the loan shark, and saying, you're going to loan me money? Yeah, do I have to pay it back? No. You think that's true? No, that's not true. He's going to charge you interest every day, but he's not a bank. So he makes money only on the interest. So he's going to charge a huge amount of interest, but a bank, they call it a, a reserve deposit system. It wasn't devised right now. It was devised clear back in before, before Christ, way back in time, it was devised. They already were loaning out more than they had more than the, because the people didn't take all their stuff out of those. So they loaned out, other people's money, and they got paid back other people's money. Everything they brought back was profit. It was all profit. Folks, you got to understand the banking system, and we do not, and they will not teach you. What's the liability to a bank? I'm going to take, here comes the big bank, super bank. Here's the little bank. The little bank's failing. Why is the little bank failing? Because the Federal Reserve shut it down through excuses by the FDIC. The FDIC found stuff they didn't like, so the so the FDIC shuts it down. That bank's insolvent now. They tell everybody it's insolvent, but they also say, "Don't worry, the big bank is going to pay all the li- take care of all the liabilities. Don't worry about it." What's the liability to a bank? the The, the income stream. What? How's that a liability? The loans, the deposits that back up the loans. That's the income stream. All the banks, the big bank is doing is moving that money to them and shoving this other guy out of the business. That's what you call killing the competition. That's all that's happening. So 2008, we had a lot of banks fail. Thousands of banks failed. But the people didn't lose any money. Oh, yeah, they did in the stock market. But the bank's money, every one of the big banks bought out the little banks as they were being closed. So all that money, all that debt, all of that income stream, all the money, all those banks went to the big banks. They're just going down the stream. Did you know the federal, the FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance Program, isn't insurance? No, 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 no.
0: It's a gimmick. It's all a gimmick. Okay. Well, you know well, what well, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. My banker told me that my deposit, my money in that bank is insured up to like a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, and, so my 50 it's a lie. bucks in there. It's a
1: lie. Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. Who's insuring it? The FDIC. They don't have enough money to do it. So how are they doing it? They don't have enough. They don't have enough money to, to uh-huh. save more than two banks. They don't have it. It's not there. So if the whole system crashes, where are you going to get the money from, Doug? I know they're going to tell you that, but it ain't true. What's going to happen if it happens if the run occurs, and of course the Federal Reserve wants it to happen, so it will. What's gonna happen is the bank is going to go to the banking system, is going to go to the Federal Reserve to get more money so the FDIC can pay it. FDIC and the Federal Reserve are the same. So the FDIC gets money from the Federal Reserve and and gives it to the bank so they can pay the $250,000 you've got there. But it's new money in the system. And if the entire system collapsed, then the FDIC would have extracted enough to double all of the deposits of the United States. All of them. That's big inflationary pressure. Guys, it's a smoke and mirrors, the whole thing. The whole banking system we have is smoke and mirrors to make money for Rothschild & Company. They wrote that banking system on Jekyll Island in 1910. They wrote it to make them money. Who went there? The people who went there are the major financiers and Paul Warburg. Why did Paul Warburg come to the United States? To set up a central bank. He didn't have any. He came for that purpose. How much did they pay him? In today's money, in excess of $33 million a year to set up a central bank. Wow. That's what they paid him in today's money. And they thought that was a bargain. And it was. Did I just, I just tell you, $45 billion in, in after the last year of World War II, am I not telling you now that all the money that's flowing on this debt system we have of $22 trillion is going to be in the trillions every year? 500000 oh, 30 500, or even $33 million is peanuts to all the trillions that they're collecting now from us. But not just us. I'm just talking about us. They're doing the same thing in every country in the world. You, you, you We talk about the Roth, the Roth gods. Uh, I mean, the Rockefellers being wealthy. Well, they were, absolutely. But they're not anywhere near the worth that the people you don't know have. And they're never going to tell you who they are. They're the kings. They're the guys really in charge of the Illuminati, the Bilderbergers, the World Economic Forum. All of those have supervised, those supervisors, those people who are in charge of them, they're having all the money and you don't know who they are. And they'll never tell you.
0: And Richard Proctor, Richard Proctor did not kill himself. Just saying, folks. Richard (laughs) Proctor, Institute.com. I'm telling you, you know, folks, understand that we are hans in this game that uh, we are nothing but uh, uh we are considered cannon fodder collateral damage by these people that richard proctor is talking about and make sure you uh make sure you get a hold of the liberty series buy it from provisinstitute.com. There it is. There.
1: there it is let me slide this over so okay. it, oh i can't get
0: it on the screen go. now i can
1: there i am i'm not on the screen but i'm now there it is you need this book you guys yep. you need it it will tell you what's going to happen in the future not by like the Bible does. It's going to tell you by teaching you the patterns and the patterns will cause it to occur. Then you'll know. You'll know like I did, the Twin Towers were brought down by the federal government. And we are witnessing,
0: we are involved in the greatest crime, uh, really crime scene in in the history of man right now. Richard, we've got about four minutes. I can't believe how quickly time flies. Three minutes, three minutes. Eric just yelled at me. So go ahead.
1: Just think about what's happened in 2020. Did 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 I just mention? I hope I did. If I didn't, I'll just mention it. The national debt increased by five trillion dollars that one year. That's a twenty percent increase of the whole debt in one year. It's five, four to five times more than we've had any other year in the twenty in this twenty first century. It it's gargantuan. What was that? That was because all the people went out of work. All the businesses were closed. Everything stopped because they locked us down. Then they send us a pittance. Every time they talk, they're going to send the people money. Oh, yeah, we're going to send them. So they pass a trillion dollar bill, two trillion, three trillion dollar bill saying we're going to help the people, and you'll get oh about that much. And the banking system and the businesses will get all the rest to the ceiling while you get this much but you think you're getting a benefit. Now, what's really happening? The businesses that are closing, the big ones, that are closing, not the little ones, the big ones, they're being paid by their government to close. Now, I don't know that. Nobody's told me that, but I know it, okay? I know it, I'm trying to get this book. I can't even get it said in the right place. I know it, this is what I know is happening. The government has gone to the owner of a meatpacking plant, and says, shut it down, we'll pay you all the profit you will be, but plus 50%. So he says, of course, shuts it down. Nobody's got a job there anymore. They're out. And he's making just the same, plus 50%. The governors, all these governors are putting edicts. How much are they making? There's no way to know, but I'll bet it's in the millions. Every one of them. All the legislatures that are passing the, the constitutional convention stuff, they're all being paid or they're being threatened like Perot was. Now, Scalia, Scalia, if I said that right, Scalia. the judge, yeah, he was killed. He was murdered in Texas. Why? Because he wouldn't accept the bribes. He wouldn't accept the money. And he did what was right.
0: Nothing That's what's going there. on.
1: That's what's going on.
0: Absolutely. Know about and, and you know what, folks? Please subscribe to Saving the Constitution and also join uh, Richard Proctor, provostinstitute.com. Uh, make sure you join his Patreon. Richard, thank you so much, man. I'll tell you what. And you have a Merry Christmas.
1: Well, and you too. Let's
0: enjoy it. Right on. It was
1: supposed to be a Christmas show. Wasn't it wasn't.
0: Too bad. Ah. All right. Folks, that'll do it for us tonight. Richard Proctor, Provis Go. God bless that man, and God bless each and every one of you. Have a great night.